Hello and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast made to be listened to in the shower, but you can listen to it wherever the hell you want. The whole point of this podcast is that we take the mysteries of the world, listeners sending questions they've always wondered the answer to, and we debunk them in a bite-sized little chunk. Thus far, we've answered questions like... Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Do parallel universes exist? Why do farts actually smell? What are allergies? Do plants have feelings? And loads, loads more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. And this week, this week, listeners, is no different. We are getting squeaky this week. This question comes all the way from Limerick from a Mr. Colin Hand. And he wants to know... Why does helium make your voice go squeaky? So Taz, today we are going to look at why helium makes your voice go a bit squeaky. Once I was at a birthday party and someone inhaled a massive amount of helium for a million. Yeah, and then fainted for it. A few seconds, kind of just yeah. got lightheaded and fainted for a few seconds. And then he woke up and his voice was squeaky and he panicked, didn't know why his voice was squeaky, and uh, we just pants. Oh my God, that is a hell of a way to start an episode. That, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Um, Jesus, what age was he? Seven. Oh, okay, right. I thought you meant like somebody that we knew. <laughs> um, at a house party last at week. At a house party last week, yeah. It was like everyone was drinking cans and somebody just whipped out a balloon of helium and then Dave pissed himself. <laughs> no, anyway... Um, Wow, okay. Well, to, to be fair, I can't think of a single childhood birthday party that didn't involve huffing helium to make to make ourselves a bit squeakier. Do you know what? For for my childhood, helium balloons were not a thing. And it's really? kind of it's kind of for the best, I think, because if I got any squeakier, glasses would definitely start shattering. Fair. Yeah. It would act like a dog whistle attracting thousands of pooches to my location. Oh my god. I never thought about that. That's a real life superpower. You could be like, you know, there's like Batman and Spider-Man. You could be like Catwoman and Dogwoman. You could be Dogwoman. That would be amazing. Just imagine, it'd be like the bitch. (laughs) Dogwoman. It'd be amazing. absolutely delighted with that one. But to be fair, like that would be absolutely amazing. Imagine that, like thousands, thousands of dogs. Okay, Marcus, I was just using an example. Don't get your hopes up too much. Can you you summon the dogs? (laughs) Marcus would absolutely... the one time my voice goes squeakiest is when I lie. I cannot, listeners, I cannot get away with lying at all. I will, you know, somebody will ask me, did I go out last night in work? And I'll say, no, I didn't go out last night. <laughs> anyway, back to the matter at hand. I know lying makes my voice go squeaky, but why does helium make our voices go higher in general? Okay, so th- the reason helium makes our voice go higher all comes down to the density of helium as a gas. So what does a helium balloon do? Helium balloon makes balloons. Fl- helium makes balloons float. Exactly. So helium is about six times lighter than air, and that's why balloons filled with helium float, and balloons you inflate yourself just don't. Ah, right. Okay. So, what? Wh- why exactly does it change the pitch of your voice? And also, how much helium would you have to breathe in to fly away? Is that a possibility, like I, Willy Wonka uh, style? I, 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 that, that was terrifying, wasn't it? Who was it? Was, was it Violet in Willy Wonka? No, Who, no, no. It was Charlie. It was Charlie. Oh yeah, he drinks the soda. Him and the granddad drink. Yeah. Anyway, listen, that's and a question for... And you have to for... burp to let your let them down. <laughs> that's a question for another episode. Um, the pitch of your voice is determined by two factors, right? Yeah. The first is your vocal cords, which are uh, kind of two flaps of cordy-like skin in your larynx. Lovely. Uh, which vibrate at different tensions to generate sound. 
uh, when air passes through them from your lungs. Um, so they vibrate in a frequency called hertz. Normal human speech, I think, resonates between, I think it's like 400 and 8,000 hertz. Okay. So 400 being the lowest and 8,000 being the highest. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the second is resonance. Okay, right. So two factors... Your vocal cords and resonance. And resonance as in when you shout in a cave and your voice resonates around the place. That's exactly it, but on on a much smaller scale. Um, so we all have resonant cavities in our bodies. Um, for example, our mouths, necks, nasal cavities. I have some cavities in my teeth. If there's any dentist listeners out there that want to help a shower call out. <laughs> I don't know if, if tooth cavities count as. Um, anyway, helium doesn't change anything about you physically. Right, your lungs and your body and your your mouth and your your vocal cords all stay the same, but the difference is the gas you're putting through your vocal cords, which changes the frequency at which they vibrate based on density. So, since helium, you said, is much lighter than air, that's the reason it floats in a balloon. It's a mm-hmm. much lighter gas. It doesn't move your vocal cords as much. So, when air is pushing through your vocal cords, it's heavier, so it's moving them more. Helium is a lighter gas, so it's not moving your vocal cords as much. And that's why the pitch has increased? You absolutely nailed it, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's what happens when you breathe in a really light gas. But could you theoretically deepen your voice Mm -hmm. with a dense gas? You actually can. You actually properly, properly, properly can. Okay. Um, So the most commonly used gas for this um, is called sulfur hexafluoride. Um, it's a very dense greenhouse gas. It's not flammable. It's not toxic. It's just, yeah, it's a very, very dense gas. It's about five times denser than air. So it has the opposite effect to helium. If you breathe it in, you can go full Barry White. Seriously, look up video. Bang, and the dirt is gone. <laughs> That's Barry Scott. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now it's, um, if you look up videos on YouTube, it's really cool. You can actually like fill a container with sodium hexafluoride, and if you blow bubbles into it, they'll float on top of the gas. But since bubbles aren't airtight, um, they'll gradually fill with the gas and sink very slowly and pop at the bottom. Really, really, really cool. So it all has to do with gas density and how it makes your vocal cords move. That's exactly it. So at normal air, your your voice is normal um, and because the density of the air moves your vocal cords a certain way, helium is less dense, so it moves them less. Something like, uh, like sulfur hexafluoride is far uh, denser, so it makes you way deeper. So it's all to do with the density of gas. Bingo! Cool. So I guess that's that's that question answered. Short and sweet. Any any helium facts? I have a few. So um, I have one that's kind of just a little scientific fact, and then another one which, to be honest, could be another podcast episode in itself. But I really enjoyed digging it. Okay. Okay. So first fact is um, that helium is everywhere. Um, it's the second most abundant element in the universe after what? hydrogen. So despite how light helium is. It makes up for 24% of the mass of the universe. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And where does helium come from? Oh, it's, it's a noble gas. It's like, it's it's an element. Oh my God, that's nuts. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. next one, the, the fun one. Okay, do you know the house from Up? Oh, yes. Right, so in the Pixar movie Up, the old man's house gets lifted off the ground by hundreds of helium balloons and they end up on this incredible adventure. If you haven't seen Up, I don't know what you're doing your, with, with your life. You really should. It's absolutely brilliant. The soundtrack br- is brilliant. You will cry. You will. It's it's an amazing, amazing, amazing film. But yeah, you see where I'm going with that, this? Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 not it's obviously not possible, obviously. Well, here's the thing, right? I did a little bit of digging, a little bit of maths, a little bit of research, 
Um, a building like the one in Up, like a standard house um, of that size, would weigh about £100,000, okay? Yeah. Airways, 0 0.078 pounds per cubic foot. You with me so far? Yeah. And helium weighs 0 0.011 pounds per cubic foot. Okay. A helium balloon experiences a buoyant upward force that is equal to the air it displaces minus its own weight. I feel like this is the woodchuck episode all over again. So 0 0.067 pounds per cubic foot of helium balloon, right? Oh my God, okay, yeah, okay, right. okay. So one more simple calculation. Simple, simple. 100,000 pounds divided by 0 0.067 pounds per cubic foot. And then you've got what it, t what it would take, right? It would take 1,492,537 cubic feet of helium to lift the house. Right, now, that's just to lift it off the ground. Of course, you'd need some more balloons to get it higher, but that's the minimum. So the house from up is theoretically possible. So say each balloon occupies one cubic feet of air, you could put them in giant helium balloons and you could actually have A the house, house from up. Can we make it happen? Anything is possible with helium, Taz. <laughs> Anything is possible with helium. Anything is possible with helium. I mean, like, now all I'm thinking about is actually... Like, to move away from the up idea and go, maybe I could have a helium bike or a helium... I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, I'm a lot lighter than the house. Well, at least I think I am. <laughs> you, oh, actually, a little film recommendation. It's a film called The Happy Film by Stefan Sagmeister. He floats himself up with uh, with helium balloons. Yeah, it's... It's very, very, very good. It's very, very good. Anyway, so... Anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening to that episode of In the Share with Taz and Marcus. Colin Hand, I hope you are satisfied with that answer. I hope that next time you're huffing helium uh, when you your crazy helium parties that uh, that you think of us and that you can turn around to your buddies and go do you know what it's all to do with gas density and also I know how many pounds of a uh, uh, I know how many cubic feet of helium it would take to lift a house <laughs> absolutely guys if you like this episode of In the Share with Taz and Marcus if you found that explanation interesting then good news there's over 40 episodes that you can binge listen to there's episodes covering every topic you can imagine you will find out some amazing facts have some brilliant explanations and you will be a more interesting dinner party guest if you listen to all those episodes. If you have a question or you want to get in touch, you want to say hello, you want to do anything at all, do not hesitate to get in touch with us on Facebook. Just look up In The Shower with Taz and Marcus. Or if you're on Twitter, it's at In The Shower Pod. Taz, what is the email address? If you want to say hello or send a question to us via email, we are in the shower podcast at gmail.com. And as we say at the end of pretty much every episode, all you listeners are invisible to us. We can't see you. So if you so if you want to just drop us a message and say hi, we would really, really, really love that. We'd love that. We know you're there. We just can't see you. It's a shame. A few thank yous to end off the episode. A few thank yous indeed. A big thank you to Alan and Paddy and all the crew in the Headstuff Podcast Network. Uh, thank you for all the work you do. Please do check out some of the other podcasts on Headstuff. Um, there are some brilliant ones that you, you will love. Absolutely. Next up, thank you so much to Flo Robinson for our brilliant cover art. Thank you, Flo. Uh, a final thank you to David Gertzman. Uh, good old David made our, uh, our theme music. He's on Instagram at Dave's Recordorama. 
and he is he's really good so if you need a jingle or anything do not hesitate to get in touch with him and finally thank you so much to you for dedicating your little ears to us for the last 15 or so minutes I'm sure you look fantastic today and I hope you have a brilliant brilliant day and you've got a nice bum <laughs> so tell us next week's episode what are we looking at next week's episode is asked by a Jennifer O'Neill who is an optometry student and she wants to know why do we cry when we're sad that episode is going to be out next Monday in time for your morning shower but in the meantime keep scrubbing this has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network